It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, November 29th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is glad that John Tortorella's comments after practice yesterday kind of match with what we want to talk about with Phantoms Tuesday. Agreed. All right, let's get the show going. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with the brilliant Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter or Instagram at LockedOnFlyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. We will be having a mailbag this week, so get your questions in. On today's show, we're going to get caught up with John Tortorella and the goings-on at Flyers practice yesterday and preview tonight's round two matchup against the New York Islanders. And then we're going to dig into the weekend that was for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. A lot of interesting action. So I'm excited to talk about that one. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you're listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so uh, you can see our smiling faces over there as well. Russ, we got a whole bunch of updates on some guys at practice yesterday and some, I would say, relatively good news overall. We did have Travis Konechny officially put on IR, which is not great because it suggests that he'll be out for a little bit longer than initially expected. Um, that they officially did that transaction. But Cam Atkinson was at practice. He's been around for a while now. Uh, He's cleared for contact but won't play in today's game, but could play Thursday or Saturday. Okay, that's good news. That'll help. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Scott Lawton was at practice as well. And it's a shoulder issue, not a concussion. So that's good for his brain. Um, And that is something more clear cut in terms of injury recovery. Yeah, I'd say mostly that's good. Um, You know, you never want concussions, but shoulders, eh, not great either, but okay. Yeah. And the the other bit of news was that Igor Zamula was officially brought back up, uh, practicing with the team and that he will slot into tonight's game on the third pairing with Nick Sealer. Yeah, because Nick Sealer can't ever leave that lineup. Like, he is – that 60 games that I told you about that you, like, bristled at once upon a time, yeah. that's going to be in the rearview mirror before you know it. You know, it, it, I guess that is what it is. But that being said, I was intrigued uh, by one thing that John Tortorella said was that he does – have the desire and he's been talking to management about bringing up at least one other guy from lehigh valley and maybe sitting somebody else in order to get more kids into the rotation and you know they haven't done it yet but that it's definitely high on his mind and 
you know, we're going to talk about the Phantoms and we could maybe guess who that is based on play so far. And he specifically said the kids. So it's not an, a, so an won't it be an Isimov. Okay. I mean, that's good. I don't know why he needs to make a proclamation for it. I would think that's obvious. Like to me, it's just obvious. It's been obvious. Um, but, right. Okay. You know, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, bringing Zamula up is good. I think D'Angelo is going to end up sitting. I think he had um, been sort of leaning towards the, I think the coach coaching staff's been sort of irritated with him lately. And I think um, it's possible he's going to miss a game in one of these next few. Uh, and I think it's because of just not great play. I mean, again, uh, he gets all the right minutes at all the right times and, when the coach talks about some players that are veterans that aren't um, doing what they're supposed to do, like at the end of a game, that's, that's D'Angelo. You know, I can see that happening. You know, he was not on the ice at practice yesterday. Uh, Torts said he was banged up and you can take that for whatever you well, want. Well, he was, I mean, block shot wise, he was limping. He, he limped in the last game, yes. but he's also fighting. So it's like, you were already limping, but then he had to get in a fight too. So it's like, it could be from both. Right. But what I'm mm -hmm. saying is that he could be recovered enough to play mm -hmm. in the game, but they're going to sit him for other reasons, but say it's because he's banged yes. up. That's where it's open to Correct. interpretation. But I'd already kind of been getting an inkling that he, he might sit for a little while here. So not going to shock me if he's not in the lineup. Right. Right. Well, uh, and that would give us a, a Pro V Risto top pairing with Sanheim Braun in the second pairing, which I don't know that I agree with that. I would put do the usual Pro V Braun situation. I would too. And if Braun and needs Sanheim Risto. Yeah. And if Braun needs to rest, like, I don't know, middle of second period or something, you got to throw somebody else up there, you do it. But this way he's got energy for the end. That's the way I would do it too. But again, coaching yeah. wants to do it differently. So we'll see. Yeah, because we just got Sandheim and Risto back together for like a game and a little bit. And I want to see a little bit more consistency there in terms of, you know, what are we actually going to see out of this pairing? So th that's also why I would do it that way, not just for getting Braun out there with fresher legs at, at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. But we got to face that New York Islanders team again tonight in the second half of the home and home. This time it's in Philadelphia. And they did hit that 10 game losing streak, Mark. And to me, it feels like over the next stretch of games, this is kind of maybe their last shot to to break that streak before it could potentially go a few more games. And I, it feels like the motivation should be high for this. Yeah, I mean, they started off the last game like it, would, it was high, and then it, it eventually waned by the third period. I would say that I think their better shot is against Washington, to be honest, because Sorokin will be in this game. And with Sorokin in there as playing like the top goalie in the league at the moment, that's, that's going to be a, a rough one. So they're going to have to really shoot from – you know, a lot of different angles. Don't just, you know, get shots on net to get shots on net. I don't know if people were watching recently, but like Jack Hughes scored on an impossible angle shot recently. You know, those are the kinds of things now you have to kind of do to trick goalies and fool goalies. So you hope that that's what they have in mind, you know, besides maybe crashing the net a little more. Sorokin's used to it, but you never know. Some good, thing, good things can happen when you do that. 
I sort of see that or the potential for that coming from that Sedlak Hayes Farabee right. line. I think that based on what we saw from them in the last game, you know, the Islanders could come back with a game plan to play opposite that and you know hamper them a little bit. But at the same time, I think, you know, especially Farabee is pretty creative out there. And I feel like he is primed to go on a, a tear right now. Mm-hmm. I think that he's stepped up a little bit in the last couple of games and he's the kind of guy that needs to do that. And I think Sedlak, you know, is good at moving the puck and making plays. So between the three of them, I feel like they can generate some offense. Yeah, you would, you, you know, you would hope you would hope that that most recent goal fired up Farabee a little bit. You know, Hayes is doing things offensively. He needs to do some other things out there, and that could include um, setting up teammates and making some space for them. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, I just really, really, really wish they would put Delorier on the fourth line with Lazinski and Brown and then put in Jackson Cates with Noah on that third line. It's never going to happen. That's our our pipe dream. That's never going to happen. Someday we will get our wish, Russ, (laughs) and have have both the Cateses out there and have them connect on a play. I mean, if this streak goes to like 13, 14 games, I, I definitely would do it. They should do it sooner. But again... It's uh, not our call. <laughs> All right. We are going to get into what's been going on in Lehigh Valley coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports, and of course, the NHL. We've Got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find some of those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, I was a little sad going into the weekend. Uh, Sam Erson and Cooper Marodi uh, were out due to non-COVID illness. And, you know, there's been a lot of flus and strep and all I mean, that going around. It's actually good around. to see the flu again. No, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know why, but know. that feels better to hear that than, than COVID. Yeah, it's been hitting people pretty hard, and I'm sure just given the environment, you know, people are bound to get it. So unfortunately, no updates on Sam Erson, especially just because he had been playing so well. uh, So we won't get to see him again until this upcoming weekend, at least I hope he returns. Mm -hmm. Um, But on on the good side, we got Ali Lixell back. Uh, after missing four games due to injury and with Igor Zamula sent down, he played uh, both weekend matchups for the Phantoms. So we at least got to see him play, which we haven't in a while. And and, and that was good. Um, He had two shots on goal each game, but, you know, played well. And he definitely looks like he's outgrown 
the AHL to a large yeah. degree, but we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, we still have, you know, Troy Grosnick out, Aiden Hodgson out uh, with persistent injuries. So uh, the lineup has been shifting a little bit, but uh, overall, the weekend was pretty good. I'm not going to say great right. uh, because they did lose on Friday to Wilkes-Barre Scranton, uh, three to two in a shootout. Uh, the Pens tied it pretty late in the game to force overtime and then the shootout. So uh, it was just really di disappointing because they had played so well and it just kind of slipped away at the very end there. But overall, it was a, a really fun game to watch, I have to say. But, you know, between both teams and because they lost in a shootout and then won very handily by a high level team in Rochester, uh, five to one on Saturday. You know, it wasn't even the Sunday game where teams are exhausted. This was Saturday. So uh, I think that, you know, being able to recover from that shootout loss and turn around the next day and dominate a very good team in Rochester, I think was a really good sign. Yeah, I think there's some incremental um, growth there and it's a bit more positive. They're getting some more goals. Uh, they're still getting pretty good goaltending no matter who's in there. So yeah, I mean, this, it's improvement. And, you know, unlike in the, uh, the big club, we're at least seeing some improvement here, which is good because they, they're going to have to improve. Yeah. And, you know, they're not 100% there yet. No. Their uh, power play is still on the weaker side. Uh, they were 0 for 3 and allowed a shorty. That shorthanded goal was the tying goal, by the mm -hmm. way, from the mm -hmm. Pens um, on Friday. And then Saturday, though, they were 2 for 2. So, again, incremental improvement and the penalty kill was really good, but I would say like overall what I'm seeing from the phantoms that I wasn't seeing earlier in the season and we weren't seeing last year is really solid playmaking and puck right. movement. That even if the play isn't successful, like their, their zone exits look pretty good. And when they're on the power play, like, man, they get set up. They cycle the puck around like it just looks I, I know it's AHL and it's different than the NHL, but it just looks so much more together than the Flyers power play oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. Not that that's hard to do, but it's good. And, it, and they deserve credit for that. Yeah, they're, they're able to get some more bang, bang kind of goals where it's hard for the other team to really react or stop them. And, you know, that's where Anisimov has been a nice addition. He's been able to help with that. Uh, Ali Lexell is really, you know, four point game. I mean, what a three assist game. Like, mm -hmm. you know, these are these are some big time games, especially, you know, him coming off an injury. You would think he's proving some things to um, to management. But can I say that for sure? I know management was at the games. They're watching their guys. But I think that's more about they were. I think that's more about trades necessarily than call-ups to be honest i mean why not both Russ? well it <laughs> certainly could be both that. but um let's just say the call-ups have not been uh as rotational as they maybe once were uh advertised yeah you mentioned anisimov uh, of course he looks far and above a lot of the other players mm -hmm. out there because he's you know he's an aging nhl player so he's used to the nhl 
game and, and that style. But, you know, he played well on Friday and then on Saturday, uh, just a really solid effort, two goals, one assist. And he was just skating around guys and he just has like the vision and like the IQ that a lot of these guys just either don't have and won't have or haven't built it yet. And you can just, yeah, I mean, he's had 20 goals in the NHL in a season. He, um, I, I knew him really well as a young Rangers player when I first was, uh, on the beat little, little after that. Um, and honestly, a really good guy, a guy who couldn't find his way early on with that team, um, then just learned how to play and he's got a terrific shot. He's got really good hands. Like you said, good vision. He moves well for a big guy, you know, as a center, he wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily great at faceoffs. He was okay as a center. He's probably better as a winger. Um, but certainly yes, there's offense in his game still. You can see it. And again, you know, we just have to see if there's room for a contract for him at the NHL level. And if that's the direction that Chuck Fletcher and management want to go in, in terms of perhaps adding some uh, additional skill to the Flyers lineup. But for now, I'm pretty happy with him in Lehigh Valley, just kind of boosting their offense and and giving this team a chance. And I, I would hope that he stays down there for selfish reasons, just to have the Phantoms have a better shot at the play. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I don't know how long he'll stick around if he doesn't get a call up or a contract. That would be the question because some other team might start to get interested. And remember, just because he's signed there with the Phantoms on a PTO, the minute someone gives him a pro contract, he's leaving. That is also true. So something to think about. You also mentioned Ali Lexel. Yeah, just a, a phenomenal weekend of play. Again, very glad to have him back yes. in the lineup. Seven shots on goal Friday that netted him one assist. And then that four-point game on Saturday, a goal and three assists. And uh, he just had a tremendous goal. And, you know, his playmaking was spot on. And he just, you know, really has good communication, I think, with his line mates. I think that's what's important there, that he is able to work with whoever, basically. But also being on that line with Anisimov and Tyson Forster, who I think's his play has steadily improved has. over the last couple of weeks as well. And so the three of them together are just a monster line. Yeah, I mean, Lixell right now is ahead of Foster, uh, I think, as far as being mm-hmm. like a, a dangerous player all around in a game. But Forster's numbers have grown, so that's it is nice to see. Lixell's a little older, too. The thing about it is, again, I'm going to always ask the question, in the one game he had with the Flyers, what did he actually do wrong? Did they just look at him and say, eh, not our type of player? Like, you can't do that in one game. It's just, you know, it's just not enough to see. So, you know, that's my basic wonderment about that. And I know wonderment's not really a word, but it came out. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at with, with Lixell. I really feel like he's deserving of another shot. And, again... I don't think I would call up Forrester yet. I know the Flyers would like the size, but I don't think he's varied his shot enough yet, and I don't think he's scored enough goals yet to where I could say, okay, you know, bring him up. But I do think Lixell with a little extra age on him would make sense, and his skating's good, and I think he would fit in, but you can't put him on the fourth line. You're just going to jam him on the fourth line. I mean, what are you, 
you're not getting anything. It's just, you know, the Flyers need some offense. And with Konechny out longer now, you know, he could be a little bit of a spark. He's going to be more of a spark than, you know, the Max Woman was. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. And we were sort of hinting at call-ups in the first segment. Ali Lixel is number one on my list for that exact reason, because I think he can slot in on that third line. You move mm-hmm. Delorier down to the fourth mm-hmm. line and Wilman sits. And I think you're going to get a little bit more of a spark. I think, And I think Lixel you know, similarly to Anisimov, but in a different way, is just kind of uh, just slightly above the AHL level. Even though he's not dominating, you can just see in the way he plays that his game is geared toward the NHL yes. level. And, you know, some guys are like that, where they play better in the NHL than they do at the AHL because their style of play is more suited. It just seems like they forgot about Wilman on the Flyers, and he's managed to play five games. And Lixell, who, you know, when pushed down back to the uh, AHL, really proved himself a lot more offensively than even Wilman did. And yet Wilman has gotten more games. So that's where I get confused, you know, trying to cover all this. Yes. And uh, we've got more guys to talk to you about and uh, the upcoming week coming up next. All right, Russ. So there's a few more guys I want to make sure we get to talk about. Elliot Denoye is one of them. Uh, he had a really great wraparound goal in the third period on Friday. It was it was a nice move. It had put them ahead, but then you know it got tied up a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, Cam York had the assist on that goal, uh, three shots on goal in that game, and I think. You know, while he is behind Tyson Forrester in the pecking order, I think he has like steadily improved his play over the past couple of weeks in a similar fashion. Yeah, I think Denoye has really um, picked it up. I think overall, his overall game, he is leading the team in goals and he is a guy that uh, can score goals. So that's something where I think it's it's gone a little bit under the radar, um, to be honest. And I think it's maybe yeah. because he's needed so much improvement in other parts of his game, but, you know, like the skating and, you know, what he has as far as potential playmaking and and now goal scoring. I mean, it, you know, it's an enticing package, but I just feel like somehow he's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle here as far as being mentioned. And, and maybe, look, maybe they just have decided, hey, he'll be in the AHL all year. And that's fine. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I am too, as long as he keeps making progress. If he plateaus and there's not a good reason for it, I think that's where you run into a problem. But I just don't see that happening this season. No, no, he's a good player. I mean, right now the you know, the growth has been good in him. Someday there'll be a day where you just you do wonder, can he stick and do this at the NHL level at the NHL level? Will he have NHL transferable skills the same way? As he gets bigger and stronger, that's what we're going to find out. Uh, On the defensive side of things, you know, again, Cam York continues to play pretty solid hockey. Uh, I like him out there on that power play. He's doing exactly what they're asking of him in terms of quarterbacking and keeping the puck moving and giving them chances to take shots on it. Uh, you know, he's tied for the team lead in points right now with 12. He got a couple of assists over the weekend. Um, just like solidly, quietly playing really good hockey right now overall. Um, again, just a little bit of cleanup work away from the puck 
and you know making a couple of mistakes but he's making up for them himself usually mm-hmm. right now which is a good sign um so i i think he's in good shape again i would just keep him down there a little bit longer but yep. i think you could not argue with a call up maybe in a couple of weeks. No, I think that'll be fine. I mean, 25, 30 games in, I think it's good. The problem is who's going to sit. Well, that is the question, right? So is Cam York one of the guys on Torts's list in terms of, you know, getting the kids into the rotation? Uh, is it bringing Roddy Adderd back up? You know, he had a little bit of a quieter weekend. Yeah. He played a better Saturday than Friday, I thought. Um, but I think that, you know, I, I think either one of them could make it happen. I just don't know what they're thinking. Right. I don't know what they're thinking either. I don't know when, um, they start to maybe sit Justin Braun a little bit. So some of these kids can play a little bit. You already know what he can do. Maybe he just becomes, uh, you know, an extra again, I hope the Flyers don't feel like they owe Justin Braun something by giving him playing time when you need to develop players. Because again, then we're getting into the uh, Keith Yandel territory almost. Yeah, we don't want to get there, I think. You know, because the... that really hurt development of players last year. Keith Yandel playing all those games. Right. It did not, there was, it didn't help anybody. And so, like, if Braun's going to play like every game from now until the deadline, I'm not sure that's really going to help the future of this team. So I think at some point they do have to make the bold decision that, hey, um, York and or Zamula with Adder, two of those three are going to be in this lineup for a good portion of the year. I think at some point they, they need to come to grips with that. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I want to make sure we get to touch on the goaltending because Urson was out and we got to see Pat Nagel on Friday, mm-hmm. 33 saves on 35 shots. Uh but uh, Saturday was the Phantoms debut of Nolan Meyer, which was good to see. He got the call yep. up from Reading to cover. And, you know, the Phantoms played so well in that game. They limited uh, Rochester to 15 shots total in the game. So he saved 14 of them. So they did what you're supposed to do when your backup goalie comes in. They actually did it. Yep. They did. And that's one of the things that makes me happy about the Phantoms is that they're they're doing the sort of things you have to do to keep your team in every game right. and give your team a chance to win and recovering when they make mistakes and recovering from losses. Like the resiliency we talked about with the Flyers at the beginning of the season is with the Phantoms right now. And like win or lose. The effort is there and the resiliency is there. And that's what I find interesting about this season so far with Lehigh Valley. Yeah, I mean, anytime you could find an extra goalie like a mayor, look, Pat Nagel is not going to be with the Phantoms forever based on his age. At some point, maybe mayor takes on that kind of role and jumps between systems whenever they need them, different leagues. And, you know, maybe by the time he's 23, maybe there's a chance he gets some NHL games. You don't know, but it's nice to see him get, get in there. It really is. All right. Wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. We've got that wraparound goal from Elliot Denoyer. Yep. 
uh, I suggest you check it out as part of the highlights of the game on Friday. Uh, the Phantoms have three games this week, Wednesday versus Hershey at home, and then they're at Charlotte for back-to-backs on Friday and Saturday. Those are going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I think, you know, the Phantoms can face it. They've shown they can. Yeah, right now, this is a good weekend. You know, they moved up in the standings. Let's let's keep it going. Exactly. All right. Uh, we will be back again tomorrow. We are going to recap this round two of the game versus the Islanders. We will have our weekly mailbag, so you can send us your flyers or hockey questions via Twitter or Instagram at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.